All right, everybody, welcome back to On Point. This episode is me and Jake Downs covering an area that isn't that covered, actually. It's it's kind of the putting in the work, the hard work, the mentality, and, and what Jake values in his own work ethic and what gets him off, you know, off the couch and, and, and to basically earn his hunt, as he would say. And uh, love the mentality, the no ego, no bullshit, this is what I do kind of thing. And, and something that I needed to hear, it's super refreshing. And uh, just really appreciate his perspective into what makes him a successful hunter. So hopefully you guys get something out of this. I know I personally did. I went on a, like a mile-long uh, run, which I hate running. But I went on a run after this podcast. Totally didn't feel like it. But just definitely using the information, using the motivation, and going out and putting in the work. And I hope you guys are too. It's starting to come up to season really quickly. A lot of guys are less than 60 days out from their tags starting to open. And I hope you guys are putting in the work. So... As always, thanks for listening, and I'll see you at the end. Bye. All right, man. Well, I am ready to get this thing rolling. So you ready? Yep. All right. Well, let's go ahead and start off with a quick introduction. I'm pretty excited. Uh, I was telling my wife, um, who you know, she's who's he, who you talking about to this time? Or I don't know what she was thinking. I was going to do for this podcast, but um, I was telling her it's it's this guy named Jake Downs. He's a trad bow guy, compound guy. He's, killing a lot of shit out there <laughs> and and um she's like oh cool and then she just started watering the lamp the lawn and the flowers and all that crap so i could tell she was super excited for me <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. go ahead and uh give some background information man I'm, I'm sure a lot of folks probably already know who you are but there might be a few who don't oh i'm sure there's a lot that don't <laughs> um <laughs> uh yeah like you said i'm i'm jake downs i'm an electrician from uh northwest nebraska um and if i'm not uh, i'm i got two kids and a wife and i spend you know i'm just a normal guy that's that's my yeah i don't i i've had people tell me that that's not true but <laughs> you know it's uh it's a hundred percent true i just uh, get to spend a lot of time in the woods and i found a way to to you know, work hard to make that happen. So, um, yeah, just a family man that loves to hunt and just work hard to get, get opportunities. Well, one thing that I've really enjoyed following you and, and watching your journey is, you know, and I've, I followed you for over a year now, I'm guessing it's been a while I've been following you and on Instagram and stuff is, is there's just, there's just not a lot of ego there. It's just, here's what I do. Here's what, here's how I do it. Here's how, what I love to do, and if you want to follow the journey, then here you go. Like this is who I am, and and there's a lot of egos out there, and there's a lot of um, professional Insta Instagram hunters out there that you know. I I say Phelps Phelps talks about you know those professional hunters, but they're holding a bluegill in their profile picture. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, th there's a lot of those guys out there, man, and and um, you're you're just not one of those. You're very genuine, and that's the way that you come you come off to me and. And, uh, I just, I really appreciate that and I'm not quite, you know, the silent assassin cause people are really starting to figure you out and know who you are and, and, but you're definitely going out there and getting it done and finding success. And I appreciate that, especially when you're using a stick bow. And so I want to go out and, 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 and in this podcast, basically if, pe if people don't know you, I want to introduce my audience to you and then also pick your brain about how you're finding the success about your mentality and and just maybe kind of give people some hope that you know like you said you're an average guy i'm sure as hell an average guy probably a below average hunter if if you ask me there's a lot of guys out here that are killing big rosies every year and i'm i'm like man 
shooting the first one that walks out, you know? <laughs> so, uh, I just, I, I think there's a lot of guys that can really relate to you and, and, uh, I, I know I sure do. So, well, I appreciate that. That's, uh, that's really what, like, I have no ambition to be in the industry. Um, don't get me wrong. If, if the right opportunity came along, I definitely probably, I mean, I'm not an idiot, right. but, uh, for me, the reason that my that that's good that it comes off that way because that is really what um, the reason I started just showing my life is because I got sick of the uh, all the comments because I used to just post pictures of dead stuff um, and cool you know things I was doing and left out all the hard work um, and I just got sick of that must be nice comment and I said all right well. Yeah, I'm going to show you how nice it is. That and that's just what it, it kind of stemmed from there. I was like, I'll just show what I do, and I've done it for a long time. Um, it's not like I just started doing, you know, any of it. Um, but I'm glad it comes off that way. That that I appreciate that. Well, I can I can tell you that you know watching your your especially your fitness journey because I'm trying to you know shed what I gained from COVID and just like a lot of folks are, man. And, and watching your, your miles and your paces and stuff like that, weren't you running like, what was it like uh, at 10 miles the other day or something like that? And your pace was actually pretty good. Yeah. It's uh, I've, <laughs> I've actually never been um, a, a runner, never like in high school, I was not into track or um, cross country, anything like that. Uh, I've never been that athletic. Um, but, and I, I honestly hate running and up until, uh, March of this year, I hadn't ran any farther than four miles and decided that I needed to get in shape for the sheep hunt and, uh, decided that I was going to have to set another goal besides just the August sheep hunt. So I set a goal to run a marathon and, and then, uh, just, yeah, I didn't, really trained for it. I just kind of went out and ran. Um, and now I'm up to on a normal day of running, I'll do five. Um, and then I always tell my wife, like, sometimes I say, let's go do something crazy or you should go do something crazy mm -hmm. <laughs> to me. That's, you know, running 10 miles. And, uh, so I'll, I'll do that here and there now, now that the marathon's over, but, um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I could tell you, man, I, I freaking hate running. I hate it. I'm like, I don't know if you hate it on level that I hate it, but I freaking despise running. But I know that when I do start running more, I do start enjoying it more. Like you start getting over that, maybe that, that first six or eight times you go out and you're like just coughing up mucus and crap and just feels like you're coughing up cobwebs out of your lungs. And then finally you're like, okay, this, maybe this isn't so bad. And you know, like a long run for me is three miles. <laughs> And so I, I freaking hate it. I do. Well, and I'll be honest with you. I hate every minute of it. Um, even now, like I can go run 10 or five miles and it doesn't, doesn't hurt near as bad. Um, but, uh, I hate every minute of it because you're in your head for 45, 40 minutes, whatever it is, 45 minutes. And, uh, that's one thing I think it's super advantageous is the, uh, the fact that it's, it's a huge mental, um, cause you just can't, you know, you, you want to stop, 
you want to walk a little bit, you know, you get it to a hill or something like I'll just walk up it. You got to really talk yourself out of that. And I think it's a good, um, I, I definitely do not love running. People say they, they, uh, really love it. Um, I hate every minute of it until I get done. <laughs> and then when I'm done, I have the greatest satisfaction out of it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a different workout. And, and now it's weird. Cause like the other day I got up and I worked out for about an hour in the basement, you know, I lifted a little, which I don't do anything crazy when I lift. And then I put the backpack on and got on my little stair stepper machine and, uh, did that for like 20 minutes. And, you know, so I, I spent an, a good hour down there and I was sweating pretty good. And I, it was weird. I didn't even I, later in the day, I was like, man, I didn't even work out. Um, my heart rate didn't get up that high, which is great. You know, my, my endurance is, is gone through the roof because of running. Um, but it's weird if I'm not just drenched in sweat and my shirt is just drenched. I, now I don't even like, I used to work out for like 20 minutes and feel like I just mm-hmm. killed it. And now if I don't do certain things, um, I feel like I'm slack and it's, it's, it's weird. <laughs> I, I just, I mean, it's kind of funny. Like say if you worked out for 20 minutes, I go only, I go to the gym probably three to five days a week and I'm there for an hour usually about an hour and I'm done. Like I, I superset everything. Everything's like a, uh, what do you call it? a circuit? Right. And I, I see guys there that I'll, you know, man, they must be there for three or four hours a day. And I just can't freaking do that. First of all, I don't have the time. I'm just too busy. And second of all, I don't want to be that guy. That's not my goal. No. Um, but I, I what no. I struggle with is, is working out and then also shooting. Cause if I work out, I probably need to shoot before I work out. I think I think honestly Cameron Haynes has it backward. It should be shoot, lift, run, or something like that. Because after I work out, I, I there's no way I can shoot accurately. I'm burnt. I'm like I'm just uh, everything's struggling. I I just I've tried it. Um, I just I don't like it. I feel like it just causes me to fight having to have a good shot process the whole time. Which maybe you're working out that mental shot process uh, shot process muscle, but I I just hate it. I, I have to shoot before I work out, and very rarely do I even have time to do both. So. I wonder, yeah. if, you know, but, um, so talk uh, to me or yeah, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, um, yeah, it, it didn't really matter about how long it is. Uh, cause I'll, when I run five miles, you know, it might only be 40 minutes. Um, but that whole 40 minutes, my heart rate is way <laughs> high. And, uh, so I think that's, you know, and I'm drenched in sweat, um, so the intensity of the workout is more of what I, and like you said, I mean, I, I'm an hour a day if that kind of guy at 45 to an hour, Yep. but, uh, yeah, I, and, and as far as shooting, uh, I tried, I've done the, the run while, while you shoot and it is tough. It is, it's, uh, um, I don't know. It, that's a whole new ball game there, but yeah, man, I, I've done like I've done all sorts of like trying to train for bow hunting, like run or do push ups or hold your bow back for a minute and a half and then shoot drills. Like I've tried all that stuff and, and honestly just spending time focusing on a good shot and then practicing scenarios has always been like yeah. the number one thing. Three D shoots. I don't know if that's if there's a better thing you can do to get ready for yeah, three D no, shoots I, are amazing. I agree. That's I, I only shoot three D targets. 
and uh, about now is when I switch to only shooting broadheads unless I'm at a 3D shoot. But in my in my yard, I I'm a one arrow with a broadhead guy. Really? And I mean, I've even got I I bought a freaking um, <laughs> doll sheep target because <laughs> I uh, I'm going doll sheep hunting. Like I want scenarios. Like you say, I mean, that's, that's the best, especially when you're an instinctive shooter, um, and you're relying on a sight picture that you, you really need that. So, well, talk to me about, um, and I want to get into the, and more into that here in a little bit, but talk to me about your kind of your journey into bow hunting and, and when did you start? Did you start when you were a kid? Yeah, I've been hunting since I was, I mean, I don't even, I, my parents have pictures of me. Um, my dad was a big trapper and, uh, they got pictures of me at like six months old out on the trap line with my dad. So, um, I kind of grew up in it. Um, so I take it, I take some of the stuff I just think is common knowledge for granted that other people don't really know. Not that I'm smart. I just kind of grew up in, in hunting and, um, it's always been a part of my life. So. What about what about the recurve and the compound? When uh, when did you start? Did you always grow up shooting both of them, or did you transfer into one from the other? Um, well, yeah, my journey is kind of weird. Uh, when I was growing up, when I was you know 10, 10, 12 years old, old enough to hunt deer, uh, my dad always hunted with an old compound. You know, the one with the tiny wheels. I don't even know what it was—a Martin or something—and he shot it with fingers instinctively. So that's how I started shooting. Um, I had a, a compound, little compound PSE Nova or something. Mm -hmm. And uh, I shot it with fingers. And that's how I shot my first deer is just, you know, just like as if, you know, just instinctively, just like I do now. Um, and so I've actually been more of a traditional hunter before I was a compound guy. I mean, I kind of moved when I got a little older, I got, you know, pins and stuff on my bow and went back and forth with that. Um, but I picked up an actual, I mean, I always had a recurve. My dad always had little bear bows that we had around the house. So, um, I shot those a bunch, but I got my first recurve when I was like 14 or 15, struggled with it and missed a bunch of animals and ended up selling it. I had it way too heavy, you know, cause I, now people take it for granted. The, uh, uh, amount of knowledge that's available. It's crazy. Like when I was, when I was growing up, uh, there was no, uh, push or any of these other, these, you know, Aaron Snyder, there was nothing out there to tell you how to tune an arrow to, right. you know, what form to use. And that's, that's, the how what the way I learned is I watched Fred Bear videos and Fred Eichler videos. That's th those are my two heroes. I watched them and and I just modeled my form and my shooting after them. And uh, so that's how I learned. So I struggled pretty hard. Um, and uh, but you know that I think everybody does when they pick it up. It's not a it's not something you just pick up and run with. But guys do have an advantage now of of you know, getting a little bit of a head start, no doubt. Oh, a hundred percent. It's kind of funny that you said you started watching those guys. Cause I remember, um, 
back when I started getting into bow hunting, I was like the only person I knew at that moment that was like, bow hunting sounds like a good idea. <laughs> and so everything was like rifle hunting, all my friends, none of them even I think owned a bow. And so when I got into it, I was watching like Primo's videos and, and just, just, I, thank God I didn't, you know, go after, you know, they're shooting like there's a couple good shooters out uh, in the Primo's guys, but, um, you know, they're not known for their, for their technique and all that stuff. They're known for calling right. and hunting on ranches and stuff. So, right. but, um, you know, I thought, I thought for sure I was going to go out and kill big bulls. I bought every call they had that they were using in the videos. And I remember one year they had big beastinger stabilizers with the big round weight on the, on the end. So I went out and bought that same stabilizer and, you know, like I was just, chasing what I saw. And, and, yeah. uh, it's just kind of funny. Like I, I learned kind of like you did through trial and error and, and just, you know, I just failing and failing and failing and failing. It took, I think six or seven years for me to kill my first bull, you know, like it was just a rough time, but deer came pretty easy because the blacktails are lazy. Uh, when you can start hunting, you can almost, you can get multiple, almost multiple shot opportunities, a day, opportunities a day back then. But, um, it was just, Man, the the amount of information there's almost too much information because everybody mm -hmm. has an opinion, and you know this guy's gonna crap on that guy and this guy's gonna shit on that guy and it's just if you know if you shoot this and you shoot under a FOC of this you're a piece of shit unethical and, and I just I don't know it's just it's almost it's almost you know debilitating how much information's out there for somebody so for somebody that is getting into it and somebody that maybe is wanting to learn um, what helped you out along the way? What were some of the key things that you were looking for when you were going and starting off and trying to figure out what you were going to end up shooting? Um, what, what kind of key information helped you along the way? Uh, well, I'll be honest with you. Um, I just shot the exact setup that Fred Eichler shot. <laughs> so <laughs> I, uh, I mean, I killed, uh, I shot my super 10, um, with, you know, he always shot a Palmer, uh, recurve. So I bought me one of those 54 pounds at my draw length, which is his, his weight. Uh, um, I got some 400 Easton shafts, yeah. um, and, uh, put a muzzy phantom on it. And I killed my super 10 with that setup. And <laughs> that was, I mean, I never tuned an arrow. I never, I mean, they flew good. You know, they were close. Um, it wasn't until I met Aaron that uh, it was just, you know, a, a happenstance deal. Um, I ran Kafaru, um, kind of paid attention to him. He started paying attention to me and then uh, asked me to be on the podcast. And then we kind of became friends after that. And, uh, you know, he, he had all that knowledge and I just started kind of drinking that in and then beating other people like Brian with day six. Mm -hmm. And, uh, uh, my, I killed a lot of stuff before I got real technical and I wouldn't even call myself technical now, but I mean, I wasn't even building my own arrows back then. I mean, I, I just bought them from the pro shop, had them fletched, um, I think I had an Arizona easy fletch that I did do some fletching with, but I was basically just going out there and killing stuff. And, and that's something I want people to understand that you don't have to put so much emphasis. I mean, 
I don't want people to think that I want people to go out there unprepared. What I do think I want people to understand is they put so much emphasis on, on knowing this or knowing that. And so they spend a lot of time. It's like, you know, they're, they're in their mom's basement, uh, you know, air quotes, um, trying to learn all this stuff from podcasts or online when they should just be out there kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't, I just, I, I want people to use that information. Don't get me wrong. Like, that's not what I'm saying, but I, I guess that's what I'm trying to do with my podcast and my, um, uh, whatever, you know, my, what I'm trying to put out there for information is that there isn't, there is a few different ways to skin a cat. And I just think that, like you say, there's so much information out there that it's almost, um, too much. And I just want guys to, to realize that you could do this stuff without going and spending a ton of money or, knowing everything. I mean, you want to learn, don't get me wrong, but you have to learn by doing, not by, you know, reading about it, like get out there and, and experience stuff. Take what you learn from podcasts. I mean, like I said, use the information that's there, but don't dwell on that and let that dictate what you do. I mean, I've had people tell me they're not going hunting because they don't have, you know, this certain piece of gear. And I'm like, that's stupid. Like, or they're, you know, they're going to buy this piece of gear so they don't have money to go hunting. I'm like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> so right. that's, you know, and I'm not, I'm not uh, berating those people. Like, I just, I, I think the mindset's wrong. And that's, that's what I want to get it, you know, get out there is change your mindset. Like, you should be spending most of your time in the woods learning. And when you're not doing that, multitask. If you got a job where you can do your, you know, listen to podcasts or whatever, like do it then. Um, that, that's kind of what I'm trying to get out there. Yeah. You know, for about the last year, um, maybe a year and a half, I've really kind of turned the corner and I've talked about this on the bro with the bro, uh, guys quite a few times is, you know, the information's there, the woodsmanship isn't. And for, you know, I'm I'm, I'm kind of being, uh, introspective on myself. I'm like, you know, if gear could kill animals, I'd never eat a tag and I'd be the deadliest guy on the planet man because i've got all the little gadgets i've got a nice bow i've got the boot i've got all the little gadgets and stuff and and i'm just as successful today or maybe even slightly less successful today than i was well definitely more successful in the elk but um you know than i was when i started you know like and i i didn't i barely bought a rangefinder and that's when i killed my first buck it's because i had a freaking rangefinder because i I just couldn't figure out the ranges on stuff. And so, but I, I had muzzy hunter grain three, you know, 400 or three forty uh, spine axis just, or beaming, just going out with whatever I could afford at the time. I had a cheap Cobra site. I just cheap, cheap, cheap. I had, you know, my first bow was a Carol intruder two PSE, like just an old bow. It's one my dad used back in the day when he bow hunted. so he bought me that one. And, it just, you know, I was killing just as much back then almost as I was today without a tenth of the gear. And it just, yeah. man, I feel like if gear could, could kill animals, you know, there would be nothing left right now. But right now, what I, I, I'm totally echoing you is woodsmanship's what, what's lacking 
for sure. And going out and just shooting some arrows at the range or going out and setting up a, a dull sheep at, a, at an incline because you're probably not going to be shooting on flat ground uh, yep. on your hunt. <laughs> so, yep. you know, shooting off my roof. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. And so I've been I've been talking about that for a while. And it's funny, I say that, but I, I am totally curious on what your arrow setup is just because sure. I'm, I am a nerd well, there, but yeah, no, I, I, uh, well, I've, I've gotten to be a geek on, on that stuff. Like I said, once I dove down that rabbit hole, it was, um, and I'm, I, like I said, I'm lucky because, you know, I had Aaron to, to teach me and, and then now, you know, with Brian, um, once you talk to Brian, it's game over. That guy knows too much. <laughs> yeah, he's 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 very smart, and uh, I, I God, I hope he doesn't listen to this because he'll give me shit for saying he's smart. So, <laughs> well, I've le- I've learned t- a ton uh, from that guy, but yeah, Brian Brian uh, has. So I'm running day six, um, arrows, broadheads, and it's basically exactly what. Um, I've always ran pretty much same weight. Uh, it's a, maybe a shade heavier than what I was running uh, before, but it's pretty darn close. So I'm getting the same trajectory out of my bow. Um, that's real important to me is, is uh, you know, as an instinctive guy, I've shot the same way for so long. But, um, yeah, I'm running a day six, 350, um, you know, 50 grain out cert, 200 grain, um evo xl which that broadhead is like the pinnacle of broadheads for me because when i started my dad told me that the only broadhead that you use is a bare razor head that was the only broadhead allowed to be used because it's the only one that killed stuff and then i went from that to a uh, muzzy phantom and then uh you know i've tried other ones and I, i like other ones but um the 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 two blade with a bleeder it is just hard to beat and i mean a phantom i had a lot of success with them but they're junk like <laughs> they're not that sharp they're not um they don't they're not all true and spin good i mean for the money they're probably you know pretty decent but uh, uh i don't even know if they make the phantom anymore to be honest with you I, it's been a while since I've even seen a picture of her or an ad form. So I would be yeah. shocked if they do, but I, I don't know, but, uh, that whole, you know, double bevel, um, you know, bigger blade and then uh bleeder blade. That's kind of my, that's kind of always been what I've shot. And, uh, so, and I mean, people are the, that broadhead, it doesn't rust. It's tough as nails. I've shot it into cement block walls. Um, you know, you can snap the blade off. You know, the tips will come off, sometimes snap off, but the ferrule is still good and you can put a new blade in. Right. That's the, what people don't understand is it is expensive to get into those broadheads, but you spend less because once you have the ferrules, as long as you don't lose it, you know, you can resharpen them pretty easily and then you can put new blades in them and you could do that in the field which is phenomenal because i hate sharpening shit same here especially in the field so um yeah i mean that's that's my setup um 
shooting trad veins on the back end and and i've shot i've shot that same setup for the last couple years now and i i don't see me changing like i'm not gonna tinker with it so it's working yeah i i've been shooting the day six for i think this will three years now already man have i known brian that long uh it's got to no. It's got to be two years. This will be the third year if I st- stay with him. I told him originally, he's like, "Man, I I'll shoot your stuff for one year, and then I I just got to keep changing and to keep trying new products because that's basically what I do." And and I've had a pretty hard time leaving because I like his his setup so much. I'm I'm shooting it longer than I should be, um, you know, for the sake of testing out new gear. But it's just, I mean, him and I kind of hit it off when we did a first podcast together, and then we talked. I don't know for two or two or three hours. I don't know how long it was, but. Um, and then I'm, I told him like, you know, I have an idea for a broadhead, and I told him kind of like my what my brainchild was, like if somebody could come out with this head right here. And then uh, he's like, can I? I'm gonna send you a picture. And then he's like, here's here's a prototype, and and it was like 99% what I described. And then since that, him and I have kind of uh, just kind of hit it off, and and just I we were on the same same brave uh, brainwave the whole time. I was like, man, this guy. And I felt like I was on the right track when he was telling me, like, yeah, confirming what I was saying the whole time. I was like, okay, yeah, I, I definitely. And the guy's taught me a ton, and, and he's got a heck of a product too. And what one thing, another thing I like about Brian sounds like a sales pitch about Brian this whole podcast, but um, is you know I was asking him about single bevels and all this other stuff because I've been testing out single bevels, and, and I'm like, man, I think you if you came out with a model, you'd kill it. And he's like, not doing it what I got's perfect, you know, like, why would I do that? You know, he's like, yeah, I could probably make a ton of money on it, but why? You know, like he just sticks yeah. to his guns. That's why I like, that's why I like about him. But yeah, well, and that's, that's the main thing is, is I, I'm opposite. Like I don't, I kind of like new gear, but once I find something that works, like I'm, that's what I'm, uh, you know, I mean, I've had, you know, people, come out with something new and then they send it to you or want you to test it or whatever. And I'll, I'll do that. Um, but I mean, uh, I'm not, you know, on arrows and broadheads, I'm pretty well, I'm pretty well stuck. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, I mean, they're, they're coming out with some wide bleeders that are freaking sweet. Um, I've been testing those and that, I don't know. It adds, it adds a blood trail. I, I, don't, I mean, I hate to say that, but I've had some experiences with it and some other guys I know that kill a lot of stuff. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I think, I think that, um, guys like you or Aaron that kind of do it, um, to put information out there to test. I think that's, I think a lot of people, look at that and want to emulate that. And then they're, they're constantly switching their setup and they're doing it. They're not doing it for testing. They say that, but they're not really testing anything to put information out there for people. They're just constantly uh, losing their um, confidence in what they're doing. (laughs) In my opinion, you know what I mean? Like when you're um, for me anyway, I don't usually talk about something that I've tried. I mean, I'll, I'll like mention it, but I, I won't usually talk about something until I've got about, you know, six months in it at minimum and, and, you know, 10 or 12 animals un, under its mm-hmm. belt, if it's a bow or a, an arrow or a, you know, whatever, some hunts that prove that I'm not just saying something. And, uh, 
I, I just, I think, I think a lot of guys, and I'm not talking about you because that's what you do. You're, you're putting content out there with by testing stuff. But I think a lot of guys, I just see, oh, I'm, I'm shooting this arrow, then all of a sudden they're shooting that arrow, and then right. they're they're changing weights and and they're constantly messing with stuff, and it's because they don't have the experience. They're just kind of following along with guys like you, and I think they're just destroying their confidence, <laughs> like. Um, or not ever building confidence in any certain thing. Right. Um, and I, I've been there, like I've done it. I've, I've been that guy. And so that's one thing I want people to kind of think about is um, if you find, you know, if you get somebody reputable that's telling you something's good and you put it to the test and it's good, stop messing with it. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that's just, it's kind of a rabbit hole I went down there, but it is something that I feel like I see a lot on, on social media and stuff. And I'm just like, what was wrong with the last thing? Well, I wanted to test this. I wanted to change that. And I'm like, and especially with a stick bow, if you're, if you're constantly changing your trajectory, oh, yeah. um, even if you're a point on shooter, that, that just destroys you because, you know, I don't know. I, and I must, and even with a compound, your pin gap, um, it's not as important, but you know, when you got those different distances that, you know, you're in between distances, your holds are going to be a little different. So I just think, um, guys would be better off if they would just get high quality stuff, the highest quality you can get, and then stay with it, you know, unless, um, I mean, I'm the same way. I like to get new gear, but uh, if you find something that's really working, that's that's confidence in the field is is like the the pinnacle of success. That's when you will be successful. I I think you're hitting the nail on the head there, and, and I've been absolutely guilty because I've been, I'm a gear guy and I put a lot. Of, I try and put out a lot of content, comment or content, but. Honestly, I'm getting I'm getting to the point where it's like, man, there's so many guys that are doing it. I kind of just want to settle down and just shoot something, and just that's what I shoot. I'm I just kind of I'm kind of just falling into that lane, and just I want to help people be better hunters, not be better right. gear finders. You know, like I don't know. Sure. It's, I've just been man, I've just been struggling with that a lot, and and I'm I'm known for the bow reviews and all that. I say crap, but I, I'm known for all that stuff, and and it just I feel like that. That isn't that isn't helping people find success. I feel like that's helping people purchase things, and that doesn't necessarily translate. And I'm sure the bow companies love it, and and you know broadhead manufacturers and and arrow companies love it, and stabilizer companies love it. But I just I don't know. I, I kind of want to move the needle in a different way. And 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 honestly, like I don't know. I just I've been struggling with that a lot lately, and 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 just trying to figure out you know what lane because that's that's been my lane for. I don't know, four or five years and that's just like i don't know if i want to keep doing that because it's just it kind of gets old like it's just almost like a billy maze of the outdoor industry you know right so yeah no i i hear you and that's you know that's the that's the lane that i try to stay away from um i do i am super lucky i have a, a lot of awesome companies that i've organically met um, you know, through Aaron or through Brian or whoever, or they, you know, notice me and they, they ask me if they'll, I'll use some stuff, um, because I may already be using it usually. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and, uh, but, and, and, and people see me out there hunting and they will ask me about something, you know, I'm not out there saying, you know, doing gear reviews. I, I will give people advice on, on the gear that I'm using, no doubt. Um, but, uh, like you said, I, my, my main goal with anything that I'm doing is to get, um, to just show people that you can go hunting. Like, I think that the, the, a lot of what's happening now is more about, you know, cool gadgets. Um, and you know, you gotta have the latest and greatest and be the best shot and, uh, and a little less about going actually hunting. Um, and you know, I think guys think it's impossible to, you know, ha like I said, I'm just an average guy. I, I, I own my own business, so I do have extra time that I can take off, but I have to earn that. That's the whole point of that podcast. I have to earn that time because I have to take care of my family. So I still have to work a job and, uh, and I just have to put in more hours at certain times so that I can go hunting. But I know a lot of people that can do that even within their, their career. Like I've got buddies that um, get comp time uh, through working extra hours or whatever. I mean, there's a way to go hunting. Um, and I think some people just like, like the idea of hunting more than they actually like hunting. <laughs> so right. um, I just feel like uh, I want to push uh, the, I want to push things back the other way. I want to, I want to get people to stop buying a new bow every year and go elk hunting every year or, or whatever. Like if that's what they want to do. I mean, if some people just want to own cool stuff and right. that's cool too, I, I like to own cool stuff too. I <laughs> I'm lucky to get cool stuff and get to go hunting now. Uh, but when I first started, it wasn't that way. And, uh, um, no, it, it's, uh, well, I just hope that's what, what people gave from what I'm, I'm trying to put out there is just, you know, you can do, you can do things that you didn't think you could. Mm -hmm. And that's not like an inspirational, <laughs> like, like listen to me and you'll, you'll find out the secret. Like that's not <laughs> it. There is no secret. There is absolutely no, the only secret is hard work. I say, and that's, that's a, yeah. that's a cliche too, but it's literally, it's a cliche because it's true. Well, yeah, I mean, you hear Mayweather say that all the time, you know, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, hard I mean, work, you know, and, and, uh, it's just, I, I feel like that's, that's nothing, that's nothing new. People trying to find the shortcut is literally nothing new and yeah. putting in the hard work is it's all, that's always been the key for everything that I've seen done, whatever industry, hobby, hunt, whatever it may be, it always comes down to those two words and it just yeah. like it's always, how do we circumvent that? How do we get around that? How do we shortcut yeah. that? And, and, um, I, I, I know I, I just, to kind of wrap it back around to the gear reviews and stuff, I feel like that's what I've been pushing the needle towards is trying to circumvent the hard work. Right. Like right. if I can shoot 10, 20 yards farther, I don't have to work as hard to get that animal, you know, like, I don't know. And, and I'm to the point in my life where I want to get those better experiences out of a hunt than, than it is, you know, it's not about a grip and grin for me. It used to be back when I was 
trying to find success with a bow, man, it was like, I just want to kill something. And I had bloodlust and it was just like, I got to find success. That's what it was about. I mean, straight up, that's probably not PC, but it just, I had to put something on the ground every year. I like didn't care how big it was. I wanted to find success. I wanted to eat it that night. And I wanted to, you know, like it was, it was just, I had to kill something. And then gradually over time, now it's like, you know, I busted a, a giant buck with a rifle one time and it's because I could have shot him at 450 all day long. I just got done the day before that shooting 800 with a rifle and obviously, and, and I told him, but I'm like, I think we can get to 300 even though, or 350 and then we're, he's for sure dead. Like, and then I get mm-hmm. 20 more yards and, and it was, was wide ass open. There's no getting closer. I just, and there's 170, 180 inch buck, biggest buck of my life. I'm like, Oh, there he goes. I'm like, why didn't I just shoot, shoot him basically from the hood? But you know, I'm, I, I keep finding myself trying to get closer and closer, and that's why I keep kind of romanticizing the the trad bow world. Is like, man, I, I when when Aaron put it like this a while ago, I think it was him. He's like, you know, the way that rifle hunters look at bow hunters and that experience is like that that whole dynamic and that whole experience and how big of a difference that is is like compound to, to trad. It's like you're going to get so much more out of a trad experience and you would a compound experience and i'm like i loved when i transitioned from rifle to bow and if if i can do that again to go into a trad and get that same feeling again and and just that sense of like accomplishment and and just really trying i think that that and alone would be worth itself that i just i like to be close and i always have um it's it's that's why i hunt with a stick bow i actually do it a you know, that you, you brought up earlier when we were just talking about um, that episode I did about the stick bow or not stick bow. Um, and really what I was trying to get across is there's so many guys like you that want to come over or have come over because of Snyder. Um, and they romanticize the stick bow. And it is an amazing thing. Um, and I've kind of not forgotten how hard it was, but, um, it's not as fresh in my memory cause it was 20 years ago when I started with it, uh, or longer. I don't know. It's been about 20 years. And, uh, um, you know, I just, uh, I think if you're getting, if you're going to pick up a stick bow, like I think guys just think they have to just do what Aaron did and just give up the compound. And, uh, that's not that's not even close to true. Um, I I don't know. I guess for me, I look at a stick bow as, as it is, I don't use it because honestly, I probably use it because Fred bear did. And when I was young, I mean, I had a little Fred bear hat and uh, you know, I wanted to be him. And then I gradually started watching Fred Eichler when I was like 12 or whatever and started fantasizing about, you know, being him and watching him go all over the place. Mm -hmm. So I started hunting with one and struggling and, uh, it, uh, you know, there was a time when I had a stick bow and a compound in my truck and I'm out antelope hunting and I can't talk myself into grabbing the compound Hmm. and I'm out there stalking around and I, I have never killed one. I'm young. I don't know what the heck I'm doing. And, uh, but there's something about the stick bow that is, I just never got what these new guys are, 
have, you know, I, I never learned how to shoot a compound. I, like I, if you and I shot at 40 yards with a compound, you'd be like, holy crap. <laughs> like you're not that like, I, I'm a beginner almost. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not a good shot with a compound. I've never um, gotten to that elite level where I've killed a bunch of stuff with a compound. Uh, and then I moved over. So I'm a little different than a lot of these guys that are coming over from the compound that, that kind of want the next challenge. Um, and uh, I, I don't know, I guess I just, um, I think guys are finding success and it, I don't really even know where I was going with that, but for the most part, um, I don't think people should be afraid to come over, but I also don't think people should be afraid to ease over. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like guys, guys are constantly asking me like, Hey, um, you know, what's a good starter bow or what's, you know, this or that, like buy a cheap used bow, shoot it in the backyard. I guarantee you after you start, you know, hitting the target, you're going to find yourself wanting to shoot that bow more than your compound. Cause it's going to be more fun, more challenging. hundred percent. Right. Then you're going to pick it up and you're going to go in the woods and you're going to want to break it over your knee <laughs> <laughs> because I mean, I'm not saying you won't have success right away, but it's going to, it's going to come at a higher cost and, and a little bit of luck. So, um, don't be afraid to go back grab that compound and shoot, you know, shoot a few animals. Um, I, I just don't want people to get discouraged. You know, they, they grab a stick bow and they want to go all in like Aaron, uh, or, or whoever. And then it just doesn't work out. And then they, they just sell it and go back. Like you were saying, there's some buddies that have jumped in and then jumped right out. And, Mm -hmm. uh, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely worth trying, but, uh, um, you know, keep your, I don't know. I, I guess some people have to kind of go all in, but, uh, it just depends on what you want out of it. Like I, like you were saying about uh, wanting to get get an animal. You know, you, you used to be more bloodlust. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm still that guy. Like I'm still, <laughs> I still got a pretty good bloodlust. <laughs> um, and it, it's not, it's not. You know, I get people messaging me. I've had a couple guys that I wanted to just strangle, like literally drive 15 hours and go strangle them because they'll say something about me doing you know gotta get it kill for the for instagram oh yeah you know what i mean i gotta have a picture of you know it's all about the kill so i can get recognition and i'm like i've been doing this shit since before i even had an instagram before anybody knew who i was this is who i have always been um at this point you know people I'm just posting what I would, I'm just me. Like I'm just putting who I am out there and someday it may all cease to exist. Like I'm going to say something on a podcast that (laughs) makes somebody mad or whatever. And then nobody will want to listen to me anymore or whatever. And I, at the, at that point, I'll still be out there doing the same thing. I just won't have to take as many damn pictures. <laughs> I know. I mean, I, I honestly, like, there was one year where I think I just left 
Instagram. I was like, I am not hunting for Instagram. Like I was just, I found myself taking photos of my stupid bow or my this or that. I'm like, I would fucking never do this if I had an Instagram. Like I wouldn't take a picture of that and share it with anybody if I didn't have an Instagram. And I'm like, I'm doing this instead of focusing on finding a deer right now. This is so stupid. Like, and I just kind of almost, I was straight up negative about just social media and posting and, and I just, I just, there's a, there's a happy medium for me and sharing every little aspect and trying to find, you know, that bow hiking picture. I just, I hate it, but, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's why, like when I'm out hunting, I don't like, you'll rarely see, uh, I mean, I take cool pictures. Like if I see something cool, but I, I don't, I'm not into photography. I'm not into filming. Um, I've had, I had a buddy ask me today if I was going to film any of my stuff this year, cause I got some pretty awesome hunts coming up and I'm like, I don't want to, but I mean, I, uh, Brian might send a, a guy with me on a few hunts, but, um, I I'm all about, it sounds, it sounds bad, but I'm, I'm about that moment, not the kill. I'm about that adrenaline rush and being in that close and beating that animal and knowing that I achieved a goal because I'm a very goal oriented person. If, if, if there's something that is very hard for me to do, whether it be a job or, or, you know, an, a certain animal or a way of hunting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I achieved the goal, which for me is not just being out in the woods. And it, you know, I, I enjoy being out there. I love, doing it. I love shooting my bow. I love all that stuff. But the goal for me is to get an animal to, to fill the tag. So that's a big part of it. You set that goal. Once you get close, because depending on what, you know, what the situation is, I mean, whether it's a doe or a moose, it doesn't matter. My heart goes through the roof. Um, and that's, that's because I'm in close, you know, that's where I like to be. I like to be so close. Um, and, and that's what it's all about for me. And once I put my hands on an animal, um, you know, obviously I've always taken pictures of them. I have an, I have like 13 albums just full of (laughs) pictures and, uh, Instagram is just kind of taken that that's place, um, where I posted, but it, it, doesn't change because I'm on social media. Social media is a, a means to an end. It gives me, um, you know, it benefits me, no doubt. You know, I've gotten to where I get some some free stuff. And uh, honestly, I found a lot of hunting opportunity through, through Instagram. People have invited me hunting, hmm. shared spots, um, you know, shared units. I mean, it's a good networking thing oh yeah um it it has its benefits no doubt it has its downfalls too but you shut me like i get mad and shut instagram off tomorrow i'm gonna murder the same amount of animals this year (laughs) just nobody's gonna know about it that's (laughs) just the way it is and i don't want to be that don't don't take that as cocky what i'm saying is i set a goal and i go after it as hard as i can and that that's i just want people to realize that I am not all about Instagram. I'm not trying to be an influencer. It, it's, it's organically, you know, you're friends with Aaron Snyder and people start following you. That's kind of how it worked for me. Right. I mean, um, and then, 
you know, some people like what I, my message is, which is just kind of the normal guy. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it, uh, I don't know. Hmm. I mean, I've gotten offered a lot of hunts. There's only been two guys in the years I've been doing this that actually followed through with it. So I'm glad that you're getting people to actually follow through with giving you hunts. <laughs> well, and, and there's a lot of guys that want to jerk you off online. I think that's yeah, want to be a favor. Well, <laughs> you got to be careful too. Like right? I, don't, I, I don't go on every hunt that everybody offers, but I can definitely sniff. You know, I've met some people, you know, cool people just through, um, through networking on Instagram or whatever. Uh, my buddy Clay Epperson down in Texas, awesome dude. Um, you know, there's, there's a few really good friends that I've met just through that. We hunt together. Um, but I mean, it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I kinda, I kinda look at Instagram. I don't do anything for that. Like, like, I wouldn't take as many stupid pictures throughout the day of like mundane things like working. And, and it's hard for me to post pictures of working because I don't like doing it, mm-hmm. but I, that's, that's what I'm trying to get out there. Like, Hey, I, I I'm working. This is, this is my life. Like I'm out here working. I get up, I work out. And that's, that's the whole earn your hunt thing. Like, uh, I want people to realize that earn your hunt. It, it all kind of, people sometimes think it's just a workout thing. Like it's not a workout thing. I don't want people, it's definitely part of it, but the whole, whole, it's a all encompassing lifestyle. You have to work and working out is just a part of it. You have to put in the time at work. You got to put in the time at home Mm -hmm. so that when you're on the mountain or you're away, because I'm away a lot, people ask me, I just did a podcast with my wife. It's like the most popular podcast I've done. <laughs> I had, I had, obviously she's more interesting than me because it has way more listens than all my other ones that are just me mm-hmm. and, uh, or a few more anyway. And, but people ask me like how she puts up with it. And I'm like, well, I, we have been doing this for this long, this way. And I try to earn it so that when I'm gone, she's working hard you know she's a hard worker too so she puts in the extra time when i'm gone with the kids mm-hmm. um and then i don't feel guilty when i'm on the mountain you know i don't i think that's um like homesickness is legit probably one of the the biggest things that drives people home yeah early like 100 percent you know, guys are in shape. Like it's easy to get in shape now. Now, nowadays, not, not easy. I shouldn't say that because I hated every minute of what I did. <laughs> um, but it, once you're in that rhythm and it's kind of cool watching, you know, you get motivation from, you know, the Cam Haynes's and Aaron Snyder's and all the, the guys that are, you know, doing all the workout stuff you, you get, it's easy to be in shape, but it's, it's pretty easy to say, Oh man, you know, I miss my kids and I haven't talked to my kids. My, my daughter was crying when I talked to her and that, that makes you want to leave. Uh, same with work. If you leave town and you don't got your shit together at work, mm-hmm. you are going to dwell on that. You're going to like, oh man, I got to send this email. I got to get back to service or wh- whatever. You know, I mean, um, 
But if you crush every minute up until you leave, then you're still going to have those feelings, but they're easier to push down with, Hey, I, I earned it. That's, that's right. You know, people make fun of the earn your fall earn your hunt thing or whatever. I've had guys, you know, give me a hard time about it. I don't really care because it's a hashtag. And I guess those are gay. <laughs> you can <laughs> delete that if you need to, but uh, like that's it. The only reason for it is to be able to follow other guys that are doing it. You know what I mean? Like, Hey, this guy's working hard and killing it with the family. I mean, that's, those are the messages that I love is when, when a guy's, I, you know, I, I love the the workout ones where guys are like, earn your fall or earn your hunt. Um, but the ones that really make me happy is when a guy's like 15 hour day. Um, yeah. now I'm, you know, taking the kids on vacation. Um, you know, we're leaving tonight for vacation, little mini vacation or something like that. Like I've had messages like that. And I'm like this, that's cool. Like you're, you're out there living a normal life, crushing it. And I right. think, um, yeah. Well, I think guys like, and like, kind of like I alluded to earlier, I think guys, especially a lot of my buddies, they're really hard physical labor jobs. You know, I've got buddies that work on the railroad. I've got buddies that, um, are loggers. I've got buddies that work in mills or work out in the woods doing construction out in the forest, forest road construction. And, uh, those guys are away from their families, you know, some of them a week at a time or, you know, a long time. And, and it's just like, man, you know, that's really tough on them. And then seeing them still come home and then being able to go hunting and stuff. I don't know. Those guys put in a lot more hours than I do. And it just, that's a really common thing. And, and seeing somebody that, you know, is finding success and, and is doing all the hunts and going on a doll sheep hunt that is just like them. I think makes them believe that they can do that as well. You know, it's caught maybe motivation or inspiration, but I honestly, I think it's just belief. And I, I know like watching Aaron, I'm like, how in the hell does he go hunting? And then I listened to the podcast with him a while ago where he's like, well, I built my life around that. Like I, I have the perfect job designed to let me go do what I want to do when I want to do it. And then kind of you, you know, like you can put in more hours, you can get your shit right before you go and you hunt what, 150 days a year or more and yeah <laughs> yeah so i mean but you yeah. work for it but you work for it you're not one of these guys that's you know a trust fund baby that's going out and just oh i'm going on this hunt or that hunt and and oh, i just got my grand slam you know i'm like well that takes money um lots of money yeah. but it just it's it's really relatable relatable and i would be curious to hear um you know how do you prepare for 150 days in the field because i you know i maybe i spend 60 or seven. I don't know. I mean, what do you, what do you count as a day? Is that where you can come home or are you just, out? Well, I count. Yeah. I count every, I mean, I don't actually count, so it could be more. It could be less. Um, a lot of my stuff like August and September, like this year I'll be gone pretty much the entire month of August and, and, and September, like I'll be, uh, I'll be in Alaska this year for three, three weeks minimum, probably. Hmm. And then I'll be back for probably three or four days. Then I'll head out to Nevada for a week, be back for a couple days, and then head out to 
uh, Wyoming or Colorado, and then I'll be back for a few days. Then I'll be off to pot, hopefully Canada right on. if they open the damn border. Um, but it is, you know, after that, then it's, you know, hunting at home. I do a lot in South Dakota. Um, and I mean, it's gotten a lot better on some of these hunts, like in South Dakota, you know, I'll run up there to my buddy's place and hunt, uh, you know, two or three days and then bust butt home and, and get back to work or do whatever I need to do and then go back if I need to. Mm -hmm. Um, I set up a lot of my stuff. So, I mean, I, when I say, you know, 150 days in the field, I, I don't count them. I just, uh, you know, if any, if I'm at home, there's a lot of afternoons, like I'll go to work in the, you know, in November and work till three o'clock and then I'll run out and jump in a stand for an hour and a half. Yeah. Um, because that's the, where I live. It's, it's easy enough to do that. So, um, yeah, I can, yeah. I can definitely, I can definitely relate to that. Cause there's times where, you know, spring bear season here's two months and I'll probably hunt 30. 35 days of that and i didn't hunt that this year but last year i definitely hunted enough and then you know um, starting late august all the way into towards december at least november i'm hunting most of those days you know just out my my last two bulls i've killed are relatively close to my house i won't say how close but they're relatively close to my house and you know i can go out every evening and go hunting after work every evening no problem yeah. i mean i can be off you know, four o'clock easy and go out and go find a bull at five and I have enough time to kill him. And, and so, I mean, having, having the right job, if you're working like night shift and stuff, man, I don't, I don't know how you'd be able to pull that off. Cause you got to sleep sometime. <laughs> so, yeah. and there's yeah, a lot of that. Well, there's a lot of that around here with all the mills we have. Um, yeah, yeah I'm I, obviously Oregon. Yeah. Most everybody around here is a logger or works in a mill. So, well, and I, I, so I got a buddy, one of my best friends, we've been friends since we were, I mean, old enough to walk. Uh, his name's Levi. He lives in Arizona. Um, I always go out there and hunt with him. Um, I killed a real nice buck with him this year. Uh, but he is a cop and he works nights. And I'm telling you what, that dude, same thing. Like he'll, he, he will literally not sleep. <laughs> like he will work all night and then he will drive to where, you know, maybe spend an hour in the truck and then he'll get up and go hunting. Mm. And it's, it's 100% about, and uh, he's a single guy. I mean, he's got a girlfriend, but he, he doesn't have kids. You know, he's, he's still in that realm, but um, where there's a will, there's a way. And I think, I think a lot of it is time management and just like, if you, if you say like this week I'm working night shifts, but man, I want to hunt just, you can sleep next week. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, there's, there's a way to do it. And if you want to do it bad enough, you'll, I'm not saying like deprive your, like kill yourself by not <laughs> getting any sleep, but, um, you know, you can definitely sleep in the middle of the day. Like if you're elk hunting, I don't know what it's like out there, but middle of the day, kind of sucks sometimes so oh yeah you know sleep on the mountain and and then hunt the afternoon and get your butt back to work or or whatever you know i mean it's uh uh i'm not i know there's a lot of jobs out there that don't allow for time i think i think 
honestly, there's less jobs and more women. <laughs> I hate saying that. I hate saying that, but uh, honestly, the the uh, person that you marry dictates your life big time. Um, obviously, I mean that's a that's a pretty general statement, right? But um, I think when you I've had a lot of younger guys hit me up and, uh, you know, talk about like, Oh, um, I want to get married, but you know, or whatever. And I'm just like, they're like, how do you get your wife to let you do all that? And I said, <laughs> it doesn't, I don't get her to let me do anything. That's this all is done before I, you get married. <laughs> exactly. Picking the this right one. <laughs> I, exactly. That is a hundred percent, you know, it, um, and, and there's good women out there that don't, that aren't, uh, um, don't, you know, they, it's not their fault. Like I'm not, wants me around, no doubt. I mean, she needs help and she loves me and I love her and I want to be around, but the, uh, the fact that, you know, some guys out there work in, you know, four tens or whatever. And he's logging, like you say, and, and then he comes home on a Friday mm -hmm. and he, all he wants to do is go hunting, but she hasn't seen him. The kids haven't seen him and they, they want him to be there all weekend. Well, that guy is, has got, he, he, he really needs to change something if he wants to do it differently. You know <laughs> right. what I'm saying? Like, right. um, you know, uh, everybody, I, I don't want anybody to want to just, I don't think it, my life is for everybody. And I've said that a million times, like it's not for everybody. It's not. Uh, but there are certain people out there that don't think it's possible. And I just want to show them that it is for just a normal guy. Like you brought up Aaron earlier and how he built his life. And he, he did what I used to do or that he used to do what I do now. Um, you know, work a normal job. Um, but when people look at him now, in his all his hunting and all he's doing that like you say it's not overly relatable like he, that's the dream right mm -hmm. you know that's the the get to hunt for a living basically and and have a cool job where you right you know just create content and, and people pay you to do it um but what i'm trying to do is just show people that you can hunt like those guys but you could be a normal guy you can have a job you can have a family you can figure out a way to do it. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know. Well, no, I, I, I think that's, that's all really important information. And if, if you're getting guys asking you, you know, I've never, I haven't got those questions. That's, um, that's funny that people, I guess not funny, but interesting that people are coming to you saying, I want to get married, but how do I, how do I make it work or something like that? And, and, um, you know, mine is, is, shocked if I come home early from a hunt you know we don't have any kids it's just three dogs as you saw probably a couple of them running around back here but um, we don't have any kids and, and she we I dated her for six years before we proposed you know like she knew what she was getting into and, and I knew what I was getting into and the expectations and all that stuff and and honestly if someone's just looking at going out and getting married and they want to maintain the same lifestyle first of all it's probably not going to happen you're gonna to have to make sacrifices somewhere along the way but yeah you better do the work before you put the ring on the finger i mean well know what you're i getting think into. the biggest thing is you know what you know what that woman 
or that man for that matter. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're, if you're a girl listening to this, I don't know. Um, it, you know, deep down what the expectation from that other person is. I mean, you, like you say, you, the thing is you said you need to make sacrifices and you definitely do, but you know what those sacrifices usually are? Uh, sleep, <laughs> your time. Like yeah. there is, um, you, you know, you, for me, there is no other, there is nothing else. It is family hunting work. I do nothing else. I mean, you'll, we'll go do fun stuff for the family. Um, but I have no other hobbies. Like I have no, I'm not into cars. I'm not into golf. I'm not into sports. I don't even watch sports. Like I don't like everything I do is, is factored around hunting. And like Aaron, I built my life that way and, and didn't do it necessarily on purpose. Like there are a lot of decisions that were made you know, I hit a uh, crossroads and I went the right direction. Thank, thankfully, you know, there's a couple women that I could have married. That <laughs> I definitely am glad I didn't marry because I would not be sitting here talking to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it, it, uh, and, and that's, that's, uh, just, it, it is so weird. The questions and the things that I get, I, I actually really enjoy it. Um, you know, I get business questions. I've had people tell me that they started a business because of me. Really? They want advice on starting a business. Huh. Um, and I'm no guru. Like I am not, uh, I, my accountant would tell you I'm a moron. <laughs> like I do not understand business. I didn't go to school for it. Um, you know, I, I just knew what I wanted. What I wanted was to hunt as much as I possibly could. And every time I hit a crossroads, I tried to go in the direction that led me down that path Um, and got lucky a few times. Uh, My wife is one of those things. She is the, she is amazing. People tell me all the time that there's no way she's going to put up with me as long. I mean, like, uh, I think we're going on like nine years now, totally being together and Mm -hmm. Uh, like that is a big factor. And and I just don't think people like even down to, I've talked about this before down to having kids, (laughs) we had our kids. It was planned. Like I said, if we cannot have kids in the fall, I said, we had, (laughs) we literally had, uh, one of them was born end of January. One of them was born first part of March. Like smart, not, not, not on accident. Like it was, this is when it's going to happen. It needs to be in that January, March, or I mean, excuse me. The one was, is born into February, not January. Um, there's nothing going on because January I've got Arizona, you know, I usually go to Arizona. Um, it sounds like a real selfish way to live, but it's really not because you can, make decisions and i mean sometimes stuff happens and you gotta you gotta react to it no doubt but uh i think that if you really try hard to plan and just do the best you can at 
following up on that plan and work hard towards that plan, uh, for the most part, it ends up what you want or even better than you thought. Right. No, if I, any of that makes sense. I no, mean, that, it, I a hundred percent agree. And, and I don't know if anybody's getting anything out of this conversation or not, but yeah. if, if someone is thinking about this stuff, I mean, the advice that you're giving is definitely, I'm just, I can't agree with it more. I mean, it's everything, well, everything's it's, spot on, man. Yeah, it's just, yeah, like you say, I mean, whether people are listening, you know, your audience, um, it may not resonate with some guys, but, but there's just not anybody out there talking about it. Right. Like everybody's talking about, there's a million videos, podcasts, everything about shooting a bow, shooting a gun, shooting any weapon. Every animal out there has an expert or 200,000 right. experts right. telling you how to stock them, how to call them, how to do all this stuff. There's a million people out there talking about, um, you know, there, there, you know, there's a lot of resources on tags and, and this and that. There's not too many people talking about everything else, <laughs> all the everything else that leads up to going hunting. And if you want to just hunt one week a year, you can pull that off. Like no, everybody can pull that off. But if you want to hunt a lot, there is a lot more that goes into it. You know what I'm saying? So that that's 100%. the whole point of what I'm trying to get out there is, is like all the other stuff, like the gear is cool. You've got to learn how to be a hunter. You've got like, that is just common sense and getting out there will teach you that and following all of this information that's out there and, and weeding through it and then, and then take it and use it. Cause I think a lot of people don't take it and use it. They take it and they, they fantasize about it, but they don't <laughs> use it. Like, like I, I want people to work hard and then go hunting. Like that's the whole point of everything I do is, um, and, and there's so much to that. There's so much, many other little things to that. that it's just, uh, I think it's well, and honestly, it, to me, it's always just been, that's always just been the, like, it's, it's common sense. You just do that. Mm -hmm. But I feel like, um, people kind of get lazy, you know, if they don't, they, they get a little, um, uh, like you say, they want to do the, the easy, the easiest way, the easy way. And if you do it the easy way, no matter what you're doing, you're going to not feel accomplished. Right. So, um, if there was yeah. a way where I was just thinking about this, listening, like if there was a way where people had to put in X amount of work to post on Instagram about the thing that they're doing. <laughs> There'd be a lot right. less posts. <laughs> there would be. There would be, man. It's, like, yeah, it's, if you want to uh, give a shooting tip, you need to spend a thousand hours shooting your bow before you can give that shooting tip. You know, like or a thousand arrows or, or whatever. And that it, honestly, when I'm when I'm grinding with my bow, a thousand arrows is one week worth of shooting or less. Like it's right. it's just. I mean, it's it, with a recurve, even more so, man. You can send a lot more arrows with a recurve than you can than you can a compound, and it's more fun. Honestly, I've shot recurves and, and compounds and trads definitely more fun to me and it's way more rewarding when you actually hit what you're shooting at but uh 
if, I mean, if, if, if you, if it was that mentality where you have to do the work or you have to, like you said, use a product for six months before you come out with a review, there'd be a lot less content, but it would be better content for sure. Better content. Yeah, no doubt that that's, that is for sure. That's funny that, that <laughs> they should, uh, <laughs> they should do something like that. <laughs> that. That would be cool. I wouldn't mind. I sure as heck wouldn't yeah. mind, but so I kind of want to switch gears here. We're hour and 15 into this thing, and I want to wrap it up here uh, here shortly for you. Um, if you had to give some advice to somebody that's wanting to go out and maybe they're they're just the average average you know guy um, or just looking at getting into it, what would be some things that you would tell them to focus on to go out and maybe find success for the first time or if they're just trying to get better and they haven't had a lot of success? What is What are some things that they should focus on as far as woodsmanship skills and hunting skills that you uh, believe would transfer into success the most? Man, it all comes back to that. Just get out there, get the experience. Um, Like I could sit here and tell you some of my experiences that would, you know, you're, like I said, I could tell you, you know, this or that happened to me or you need to learn how to build fires or you need to, but, but building fires is, it may not translate to what you want to do. So what I think a lot of people are doing is I say this about everything. And it, it, it was when I was younger, dude, I was like, at one point in my life, I was damn near 270 pounds. Really? Like, yeah, yeah. No, I was, I was huge. And I was lazy. I still worked a ton. Don't get me wrong. And I still hunted, still trapped a bunch, uh, ate terribly, didn't work out. Um, and actually elk hunting is why I, uh, I ended up losing. I was a little skinnier than I am now, which I was like 185 after I lost a ton of weight, but then I gained it all. I gained a lot of it back. But, um, when I was young, man, I would, I would seriously sit in the house and think about like seven different things that I wanted to go do. I wanted to go scouting. I wanted to go, I needed to start working out. I needed to shoot my bow. I needed to do this or that. And I would literally dwell over those few things all day and not do one of them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So my biggest thing is now is I just tell people, even if you don't know what to do, just go do something. Even if it's not even productive, even if you're, even if all you're doing is wandering around the woods, like some of the best times I ever had is when I thought I'm not going to kill anything. You know, I, I don't really think that way anymore, but when I was younger and didn't have much for success, like I would go out there and like, I'm like, it's going to be like last time. It's going to be just like last time. I'm not going to see anything. Why am I even out here? I'm just wasting time. And, and so that would creep in and I would sit and think, should I even go hunting today? It's, uh, you know, now my best advice is just go because every time I, that's what I just had to start doing back when I was younger is I just had to say, just go. And every time I did, you know, I not necessarily killed something, but I always had some experience that was like, God, I'm glad I came out here. Mm -hmm. And and I always learn something. And I think that is the best advice I could tell somebody is 
is if you're sitting there trying to figure out what you should do because you don't know, because you, you don't have the experience, like that is right then when you think that, you should just pick, just randomly pick something. I'm going scouting today. I don't even know where I'm going. I'm just going to drive out there and start walking around. Like mm-hmm. literally just go do something. And uh, you'd be surprised at how much you learn um, from doing that constantly. And especially when you're young and you don't have a family or ties, like go camping, go camping a ton, uh, spend a ton of time in the woods, learning stuff, um, stay out of the bar because <laughs> you waste a lot of time and money and money there. <laughs> uh, but that's the, that's the biggest piece of advice I could give somebody that's, that's trying to figure things out is if you want to be successful, go as often as even if, even if it's an hour, you got an hour, like if you got an hour of daylight and you're like, man, by the time I get out there, it's not even worth it. It doesn't matter. You got an hour, just go like, seriously, that's, right. it, I'm sure other people have given that advice. It sounds almost cliche, but, uh, that is legitimately, I wish somebody would have smacked me in the face when I was younger and, and just told me, you know, whatever, you know, I was, I, I constantly thought, man, I need to start working out. How many people think that literally, how many people think that every single day and then don't do anything? (laughs) Most everybody, everybody. me included. Yeah. And, and it's hard to get started, but it's really not that hard because if you just go do something, it doesn't have to be anything crazy. Just pick something little, do it and do it for a while and then up it and then up it. Right. Um, it, it, it's so, it's so simple, but it's so hard to do. Um, you just got to tell your, you know, tell your mind, like, just, just go do it. It's hundred percent. No, I've gone to the gym. I've gone to the gym literally. And I, I told the girl, she's like, Oh, what are you working out today? And I'm like, honestly, I don't want to be here. I'm working out my mental muscle. I'm working out the habit muscle. Cause I'm just here to swing yeah. a few weights around and then I'm getting the hell out of here. I might be here for 20 minutes and I'm done and I might not even go yep. that hard. And, and it just, the feeling that you get, you still get that same feeling when you're leaving the gym. Like I'm leaving the gym. I came, I did it. Like yep. I may not have put in a full workout or I may not, you know, have gone as hard as I should have, but I, I overcame sitting on the couch and that's yeah. for me, honestly, that's 90% of the battle is just getting into the gym sometimes. And I think that maybe that's everybody. I don't know. Um, but there's been probably five or six times this year where I've just gone for 10, 15 minutes, did maybe biceps or shoulders for 10 or 15 minutes, and then I'm out of there and I'm done. But right. I'm tired as hell, and I and I went to the gym that day, and I can I can check that box, you know. Yeah. It's just uh, I I I feel like if more more people had that that mentality that that you have that if you don't like uh like basically as soon as you feel like you sh- you don't want to go do something, just go do it. Like don't even give yeah. yourself a chance to. And I've had a lot of really successful people tell me pretty much that exact thing verbatim. Like, Garrett, as soon as you feel like not putting in the work, just go do it. I'm like, okay, yeah. okay. And it's kind of funny how successful people keep telling, keep echoing successful people. It's hard work. It's that th- same thing you talked about earlier. It's the hard work and putting putting in the ethic and or the the work and just having the work ethic. You know. Yeah, one hundred percent, man. 
But, um, well, is there anything that you want to leave? We're about an hour and 22 into it, and I think um, I think we've covered a lot. It was actually an area that I didn't plan on hitting that hard, and it just, <laughs> it just made it, – to me, it made a good podcast, and I think that it kind of just it, – like you said, it's not the sexy part of podcasting, but it's something that's so relatable and so underspoken that it needs to be talked about more, and I think we definitely hit it pretty good today. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, like I said, everything I do is it, there. I'm not in it for, uh, the, I, I just, I don't care. Like the people that need to hear it will hear it. The people that were looking for that sexy podcast about gear. Okay. They can find that want, and listen to your, ne- they can listen to your next one. Man. Like I, I'm, I'm all about, uh, try like, I'm just trying to tell the younger me, cause I wasted a lot of time when I was younger, uh, that I could have been doing some cool stuff. And I, I just want, wish somebody would have, you know, I don't want people to emulate me. I just want people to say, well, that dumbass can do it. I can do it. Like, that's literally all I want. I want people mm-hmm. to say, if he can do it, I can do it. And they may excel way past what I'm doing. And I, that's awesome. And, uh, if I can, if I can inspire someone, I guess, or whatever you want to call it, to to do something like that you know that's that's what i want to do so yeah if if uh if people don't like the podcast then you can send them my way and <laughs> tell them to uh i'll talk gear i'll talk gear with them if they want i love i love gear but uh i just think that people need to start building a lifestyle more than their gear list <laughs> well yeah yeah and I think we could definitely, if you want to have you back on and definitely hit more of the, of the hunting aspect and in, in, in the gear. Yeah. But I, I think this was kind of just a natural progression of where the conversation went. And, yeah. uh, and, and my goal was to, and not that you need introduced to anybody by any means, but my goal is like, I really like what you do. I think there needs to be more guys like you with a bigger microphone and a bigger funnel and, and, and more followers. And, and, um, and you probably have more than I do, but I just, I just want my audience to make sure I want that. I want them to know who you are and to follow you. And cause I, I just wish there was more guys like out, out there, like you putting in the work and, and finding success. And, and just, I, I really, really do appreciate your platform and what you do straight up. Well, well I appreciate that, man. That's, that's, uh, I, I enjoy hearing that. And, uh, it, it's been, it's been cool to, to hear guys like you say stuff like that to me because that was never my intent. And I'm just, it's, it's pretty awesome to, to have people enjoying what I do because what I do is just what I've always done mm-hmm. or done for a long time. It's just me. It's just my life. It's just my boring life. <laughs> and if it can help somebody out, um, in some way, then that's, that's awesome for me. So I appreciate it, man. Awesome. Well, let's uh, leave the audience with somewhere where they can find you. Uh, Instagram handle, email, whatever you want to give out. Uh, yeah. On, on Instagram, I'm uh, Jake underscore D underscore downs. Uh, because apparently there's a billion Jake downs <laughs> out there and I can't find a simple one. Um, I do have a podcast of my own that I just basically talk about what we talked about today, a little bit of the lifestyle that I lead. I kind of try to attack things from a, like, like we did today. Like I I try to attack things from a different perspective, Um, not the normal perspective that most podcasts are 
I'm just, it's just me talking. So it's just a, a basically like I did here, just rambling about, mm-hmm. you know, normal life things that maybe a lesson I learned or, or whatever. Um, so it's not for everybody, but, uh, I am a dumbass, So it is kind <laughs> of funny. Sometimes I do stupid stuff and then talk about it, but, uh, um, yeah, those, that, that's basically it those two platforms there perfect man well i appreciate your time and um i'll definitely be inviting you on in the show again in the future so if you want to come back on you have more uh than than the opportunity or more than welcome anytime to come back on and if anybody wants to go out and follow you i sure hope they do i i enjoyed your i think first three episodes of your podcast and uh makes me want to get my wife on my podcast but it would be bleep Bleep, 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 bleep. She's got the mouth of a sailor, man. She's. Yeah, so do I. I, uh, I apologize for the, the bleeping that you're going to have to do on this one. I, oh, I, I tried. Don't. I, uh, yeah, I, uh, I do. I, and that, yeah, that's the funny thing is I've had people tell me that, you know, like I'm, like I'm doing this for kids. I'm not doing my, my <laughs> stuff is not for kids. Like, it, yeah, it's about being a family man, but it's about the, the adult, not, right. not the child. Like, I'm, yeah man i i appreciate it um yeah sweet all right man well i appreciate it and you have a great night yeah you too man yep all right guys that's this episode of the podcast thanks for tuning in if you haven't yet if you want to leave a comment with a review uh be happy to take requests or whatever you guys want to hear about i want to talk about what you guys want to listen about so let me know if you guys have something get a hold of me on instagram it's on point with garrett weaver on instagram facebook uh you can leave a a review and then leave your comment or suggestion in the comment area of the review whatever way you feel is best you can email me at garrettweaverhunts at gmail.com and uh, get a hold of me there and i I really just want to come out with what you guys want to hear about so uh outside of that guys appreciate you for listening and i will see you on the next one bye